Hi, I'm Lynn. And I'm Amanda. And this is the Pursuit of Badassery, the podcast. This podcast is all about taking action and creating that badass business abundance and life that you want. Where we share stories, laughs, wins, and epic fails to show you the whole picture of the entrepreneurial journey. It's not just unicorns and rainbows, people. Jump on and follow us through this raw and witty roller coaster where we get down and dirty and go behind the scenes of life and entrepreneurship. Get on it, get over it, and get after it. Hi, I'm Lynn. And I'm Amanda. Welcome to the Pursuit of Badassery, the podcast. We are back again with another incredible guest. Today we have with us Renee Hastings, and she is the president and CEO of Executive Help Now, a virtual administrative assistance service. And her team of VAs provide administrative support and business consulting services to a small business owners and busy executives. We definitely know what that's like. Renee started her entrepreneurial journey in 1996. And against all odds, she holds a bachelor's degree in business management, and she's a Dale Carnegie leadership training coach and has held a certified administrative professional designation by the International Association of Administrative Professionals. It's a big mouthful there. She's recently seen on NBC's KCRA News, three discussing the impact of the pandemic on business owners and virtual assistants. Renee, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Oh, we're so we're excited, so excited yeah. to have you. We yeah. say the same thing. We're always so excited to see everybody, but we really are because you're a sought-after international speaker. We're very excited to have you on the your podcast host yourself. So we're excited to have you. Awesome. Thank you so much. It is truly an honor. Uh, when I met Lynn, gosh, and it may have been almost a year ago now, Lynn. At that least, we, I think uh, so. Yeah, that we were on a panel together on moving your business to the $1 million mark by the International Association of Women. And from that initial contact of just getting to know you through that platform, I was like, this is a woman I need to stay in touch with. This, I want her to be my friend. <laughs> So so we've just stayed in touch and been so intentional about, you know, developing relationship and that sort of thing. And I'm so glad my life is just so much better because of it. Yeah. Renee's been a big fan of our books. I remember when the books came out and you're like, yeah, you got to check these women out. We love that. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I, yes, that panel discussion was great. And I'm glad that you brought that up because let's start there. Um, You know, we have a lot of people in our audience who their businesses are anywhere from startup all the way to um, high producing and already producing millions. And you had some really good nuggets in that panel discussion about like really how to scale. And I think it's very fitting Uh, regardless of what level you're at. And I think it's very fitting because of what you do. And obviously, Amanda and I are big believers. We have a team of VAs that work with us. So um, on our team. And so I'd love for you to talk about like some, first of all, what got you into um, the VA world, but also some, some of those nuggets of like how this can help you scale. Sure, sure. I'm happy to to talk about my journey uh, because it actually started 
from a very young age, uh, when I was still just a youth from Wisconsin, our city had a summer youth employment program where they taught young people employable skills. So that number one, keep them off the streets in the summer. <laughs> But second of all, to help them to learn to be contributors to society. And it was through those programs where they placed me at different organizations and I was able to get a taste of what it's like to help people and, as, and from an office. So um, I started out setting up a library at a nonprofit, and then I was actually an assistant to a business owner. And her job was to help people find jobs. And my job was to enter all of their information into the computer system and receive their applications, you know, and that sort of thing. And as I'm listening to the clickety clack of the keyboard, I'm like, every time my fingers are clickety clacking on this keyboard, somebody's life is changing. Somebody's getting a job. Somebody's going to be able to take care of their families. And this is important work. And so I think I was 13. <laughs> when I had this epiphany that I can make a difference in somebody's life by helping them and, and, and that sort of thing. So fast forward, I started taking more business classes in school, you know, signed up for DECA and learned all about marketing and that sort of thing. But my passion truly was in supporting executives, supporting business owners and whatever their initiatives were, whatever their their goals were for their company, partnering with them um, and, and just being their right hand. That really gave me a feeling of fulfillment. Like I was actually operating in purpose. This came so naturally and easily for me. And I was like, this is what I want to do. And I said back then when I was just a, a kid, I said, one day I'm going to run an office or I'm going to own my own business. <laughs> and that's e eventually where I got to the point of owning my own business. Um, I started in 2015. Uh, my kids had graduated from high school and I was an empty nester. And I was like, I've got all this time on my hands and all this experience and ability to, to support executives. I said, let me see if I can go get my own executives because I'm in corporate America at this point. Let me go see if I can get my own executives and kind of work with them on the side while I still hang on to my nine to five because <laughs> you got to keep the bills paid, right? <laughs> And so as I was working my nine to five and I, I did my business on the side, it was one of those things I was like, um, not really taking very seriously back then, but it's just something I knew that I could do. Well, in 2019, that all changed and I got introduced to a gentleman who needed an assistant and we started working together. And by 2020, when the pandemic hit, no one had been used to working virtually like we had been used to working virtually. So from the very beginning, all the support that I provided personally was virtually. So whatever work needed to be done by an executive assistant in an office was the exact same thing I did from the comfort of my own couch <laughs> or in my office at the house for other executives. And it was just something that had become a way of life for us as a business. Well, when the pandemic hit and everything got shut down and everyone went home and had to work from home, we were just doing business as usual because this is what we were used to doing. This is what we had already done. But business had started by then to start picking up so much. I had to actually start getting some a virtual assistant for myself 
because I was not able to handle the volume. And so scaling, I recognized immediately the importance of bringing on extra team members in order to scale. If I was going to build the business and have more than just one or two clients, I had to have a team. And so that's where it started was back then in uh, 2020, I brought on one of my first VAs and the team has just grown ever since. And we've been able to scale and keep up with the volume as it has come in. And as more clients come in, we bring on more VAs on the team to match to them and their specific skill set and their, spe or their specific need uh, to match the skill set of the VAs that we bring on the team. I love that. Actually, one of your taglines that I've seen is I love, which is life's too short to schedule your own meetings, book your own travel and check your own email. I'm like, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and yeah, it's funny because that never used to be something that would be, I mean, that used to be something you think of as, as a luxury item, like, oh, only the, the very rich and she-she and the top of the muckety mucks of the world are the ones who have virtual assistants. But now it's just everybody can benefit and everybody can afford it to some extent. Well, not everybody, but it's, it's so much more accessible and easier to find. And it's so much more commonplace that there it's, there's just a, such a need for it now. Yes, absolutely. Anyone can have one. Absolutely. And everyone needs one if they're going to go to the next level. And I firmly believe that with everything in me, um, because you can't do everything yourself. You may be really great at what you're doing, and, you know, you may enjoy it, but if your business is going to reach the next level, you have to delegate those things that other people can do so that you can focus on the strategy and next steps for, for your business. Absolutely. Amanda and I talk about this a lot. And actually, I don't know if we've done a podcast about this independently, but about like, you know, especially those that are starting businesses and uh, eventually the the productive work eventually for the owner, for the top level individuals become busy work. And that's the type of work that you definitely want somebody else doing besides being proactive about assigning work to your VAs and your assistants um, that is going to help you scale. So I, I love what you do because we're big, we're big about, um, well, I don't know. I actually, I'm going to take that back. I don't know if we are both big about delegation. Some of us have gotten better than others. <laughs> Guilty. I'm terrible at delegation. I, it's not so much better though. I'm much better than I was. However, I grew up in a, in a family, a household where if you want it done right, you do it yourself. Mm -hmm. And that, and I was unfortunately one of the first times I ever, as a newer entrepreneur, tried to delegate something and it just went horribly wrong. And uh, so I had that stigma. But the funny thing about the reason it went horribly wrong was not the VA's fault. It was actually my fault for not properly delegating and handing and making the tasks clear and attainable. And uh, so it's funny looking back on it now with my older, wiser eyes that most of the times that delegation just brutally failed was actually my fault, not the VA's fault. Right. It's super important to be so clear. And and thank you for your transparency and honesty. And, you know, after reflection on, you know, looking back on how could this have been a better experience? And that's one of the things that we work with our clients on is setting up the VA for success. So in order for there to be a mutually beneficial partnership, the 
VA has to be set up for success. And that includes being very clear about what your desired outcome is, being very clear about your deadline. And is it a real realistic deadline or is it a self-imposed deadline that would be nice if <laughs> we, you know, we hit it? You know what I mean? If there's some flexibility in that, that's good to know so that we can manage expectations and manage to what the desired outcome and, de and deadline is. And then being very clear about the if there is creative freedom or if there is flexibility in how the work gets done, being very clear about that. Or if there is something very specific that needs to be done in a particular way and you know, in order for it to work, <laughs> then we need to know that as well. So there's so many different variables when it comes to delegating work, like how much you want to delegate at a time. It's very smart to start out very small with maybe one project that if it didn't go particularly well, things would still continue to, to function well anyways. But just to kind of feel it out so that you can gain a level of comfort and trust in your VA, knowing that they've got your back, they're able to accomplish the things that you need to have done in the way that it needs to be done in a very professional manner, timely manner, you know, with very thorough um, information or outputs or whatever that looks like. And then once you get more and more comfortable with those small things, then you can add on more and have a level of peace <laughs> about handing off more tasks and duties for the VA to do and actually let her, uh, him or her operate in their gifts that they have and their talents. Uh, I love this. And I think that there's actually a lot of byproducts or indirect products or manifestation that kind of comes out of hiring a VA and having actually a company like yours, because you're truly a matchmaker. And I love that. And, and whenever, cause I've had a VA, it was funny when you were talking about, you were, you were doing virtual before COVID. And I was like, yeah, you're one of my people. Cause I always say I was doing zoom before zoom was cool before anybody else knew about it. Cause I was international, but it's the same thing with VAs is that I bet I've had assistance for a very long time. And some of the things that that forces you to do, and especially with a company such as yours, is we get so much in the doing of the business that we don't set up the SOPs, the structure, the the the, the foundation and the fundamentals. And actually hiring a company such as yours and a service such as yours is people are almost forced into doing that. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that in a positive way, because then there's there's more of a structure and foundation. And you, you've said this a few times to be able to help them grow and scale, but also sustain and be stable. And I, I love that. And, and I do know, uh, you know, because we go back, but um, uh, we go way back for years <laughs> and change. Um, but also with that is because you are such a matchmaker and you spend a lot of time in making sure it's the right fit. Um, there, there's something also that you're teaching the, the client to like really pay attention to strengths and weaknesses and understanding like how to engage with even a virtual assistant, but an employee. So you're, there's so many indirect, like positive things that kind of come off of this they become a better leader obviously they're getting more shit done but they're also like learning systems and sops or having them be created through the va um you know the the leadership skills and the delegation skills and it's just 
it's just an amazing, like all around, it's just so positive, especially when it's done properly. And the other part to that too, and I can remember having this conversation is, is people would be like, well, I don't want to pay somebody if I can do it myself. Yeah. But if you're worth $300 an hour, if your time worth is $300 an hour, you can go out and make a sale. And let's say your sale is, you know, $5,000. Then wouldn't you want to be paying somebody else, you know, $25, $35 an hour, $50 an hour, $60 an hour, because you're actually making money still. Like, look at it from the bigger scale, not from just the the what's right in front of you. Because people people can't conceptualize that a lot of times, but really you are compounding your income as long as you're still putting in the work and doing that work and going after that business. But you're compounding your efforts and actually doubling down on your 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 flow in. Yes, absolutely. Because what it I, I love how you call it time worth value. Because if, like you said, you're worth $300 an hour, someone who's making $300 an hour going out, getting new business and helping to build the business and scale the business and grow the business should not be spending that time, the value of that time doing something that someone who makes much less can do and enjoys doing. Most people don't like checking their own email. They don't like trying to track people down to schedule meetings and, you know, work with assistants and trying to juggle, you know, and move things around and, you know, work through conflicts on the calendars. And most people who are busy executives don't like it, but they find themselves doing it because they refuse to bring in someone else who loves it. That needs to be changed that needs to shift (laughs) because when you do bring someone in who enjoys doing those kinds of things and has mastered the art of doing those things because it is a a very uh uh um it's a skill that is transferable um across industries but it's because it is such a valuable transferable skill you want to tap in to their skills, their skills and their gifts, while so that you can focus on the more important, more substantial um, business continuity type activities, so that they can do the, the take those things off of your plate, and you're not spending your your time value worth on that. Yes, and I think it's really hard for a lot of people in the beginning who haven't experienced the value of it to wrap their heads around it because oftentimes they're still in that scarcity mindset. Like I, I'm not going to pay someone what I can do. I'm like, I get that, but I can make a website, but this person is going to be faster. It's going to be more, all the bells and whistles in the back end are going to be done. It's going to be a better version. I mean, yeah, I can do it, but I'm not going to do it because my time is better spent somewhere else. And when you're trying to, well, what I'm trying to teach my newer clients that it's time to hire someone to help them. There's always that feel like, oh, I'm, I can barely afford to pay myself. Like, how can I afford to pay someone? It's like, because you're going to be using that time that you've saved to go make more money because you're big picture and you don't need to spend 57 million hours on, you know, working to make a single flyer that you don't really want to make while that person could do it for you. And then you could take that flyer and go make money with it. Right. Exactly. With much better graphics. (laughs) (laughs) 
and sanity. Like we're forgetting like the yeah. whole part of like, it saves you energy and sanity. <laughs> That's exactly where I was going to go. I was going to say, because some people, like if you think about it at your house, if you hire somebody to do your lawn, somebody got, a, you know, landscaping artist comes and he cuts your grass, he edges your um, driveway and, and trims the hedges and, and does all of the things. Well, but why do you hire them? You hire them because you're tired and you need your weekend to rest. <laughs> That's why. And because you can hand this off to someone else who can do it and they do a very good job of it because this is what they do. That makes sense. Well, in the same way in the office, that makes sense to hand off the things that other people can do better, faster, quicker, because it's what they do. So it, it, think of it that way. And your time is much <laughs> better spent getting rest, getting rejuvenated, resting, relaxing, just not doing anything. How about that? How about just not do anything and pay someone to do the things that need to be done, whether it's yard work or housework or um, laundry, <laughs> you know, whatever that looks like. Delegating even on those levels helps to contribute to your work-life balance, your peace of mind, your sanity, your all of that. It's so important to your self-care. And the more uh, um, self-care becomes a priority, the more this will make sense for you to hire a VA for your team. Absolutely. I think it takes some out of um, something that came to me when you were talking is it's like really takes you out of um, the weeds of working and it gives you the ability to pull your head out of the forest essentially. So that way you can actually work on your business more proactively versus reactively really. And just like keeping your head above water. I yeah. love it. And I love, I love the analogy of the, the yard, the lawn, the, yeah. what are they called? I was going to landscapers. Landscaper. <laughs> It's so early here in Bangkok. I can tell you live in the city where you don't really have one of those. <laughs> yeah. Who does the grass? <laughs> the grass guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Absolutely. Like, yeah. exactly. I can. I could do the lawn, but I don't want to. Right. Exactly. I don't own a lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, and self-care is so important. And it, it just makes such a huge difference in the type of leader that you are, when you can come back to your team after resting well on the weekend or whatever, then you uh, usually Monday mornings, you know, and people are like refreshed and rejuvenated because they've had time to rest. Rest is so cru crucial and so important, um, not just to you as the boss, but to your team members as well. Mm -hmm. And so, so many companies that are, you know, cutting, trying to cut costs, they're laying off people, they're, you know, going through all of these things, but the work still has to get done. And so when you think about, some people have a an executive assistant on site for each executive in some corporations. Well, if you have to go through a layoff and you're you know downsizing and you're trying to you know make the numbers work in this economy that we're working in, you can hire one VA to support an entire department. And you don't have all the expense of a building of office supplies of coffee <laughs> for the break room. You don't have all of that because you that VA is supporting your team remotely using their own paper, drinking their own coffee, 
<laughs> you know, and in their own space. So that in itself is a cost savings. And with our company, you're only charged for the hours that you use. We have packages of hours. And so you don't, you're not paying for something that you're not using. That's another hesitation that some business owners have. They're like, well, I've talked to these companies and they they say you get these packages of, of hours and if you don't use them, you lose them. And But I may not have enough work for them or I may not use them all. And I don't want to waste money. It's like a gym membership or something. Like I think I've had a conversation in the past about me in the gym. It's not a, a fit. <laughs> <laughs> and that is definitely wasted money. Well, that's not the way our business is structured. It's like you get billed again once all your hours are used. And that really resonates with some business owners because they're not paying for 40 hours and only using 20 hours and being billed for 40 hours. Does that make sense? Absolutely. We, we've had both types where we pay a flat fee and then we've paid hourly and it, um, or even per project as well. So there's a few different ways. And, and I think that, um, yeah, it's like finding the right fit for you. So, because we have a lot of people who are maybe newer entrepreneurs or, and I can remember guiding clients through this, but I want to hear it from you. Like, let's say somebody doesn't have their VA yet and they're looking to possibly bring on somebody. What are, because I, I can tell you, like, people are like, well, I have all this to do, but I don't know where to start. I don't know what to delegate off. So what would you suggest? How do you, how do you walk through um, the potential client of like, really discerning what they can give away or what they're willing to give away to a VA, put on a VA's plate? Uh, great question. So when part of the client onboarding process conversation looks like an assessment of what their current state is, what is their current situation and where do they want to be? And what is keeping them from getting there? So we have that conversation and of what that looks like. And someone um, may say, well, I want to grow the business, but I can't because I have to insert all the information into this program and I have for timesheets to do payroll. And I have to double make sure I get all the reports and I have to, and it takes me time to do that. And then and so with all of the things that have to be done, it doesn't free me up to be able to think about even in my own head, what scaling could even look like. Because like you said earlier, um, they were too in the weeds. So we just document all of those things. What it, What's keeping you from reaching that next level? And when we write down all of those tasks, we can identify, is someone on the team able to do this particular thing? Can someone else on the team enter these numbers for you? Can, is there someone on my team who can, you know, run these reports for you? Is there someone on my team who can check your email to make sure you're not missing anything, to make sure you get the reports in, that sort of thing. When you're freed up from doing those things that take so much time, you get all that time back to go and focus on the things that are most critical to the building of your business. So it's a conversation that we have with the new entrepreneur or business owner um, or busy executive that's that's what's keeping you from reaching your full potential let us take that off your plate I love that so start with the list people you know when you were talking I was thinking of another client here in Bangkok or Southeast Asia it's really common to have 
nannies and maids and like everything so service oriented and accessible food is delivered like at the drop of the dime for really expect groceries all of that but one of my clients was talking about having a nanny and um that she says me having a nanny allows me to be the best mom that I can be that I it allows me to be the mom that I want to be because I'm showing up like she's doing like some of the small stuff and with help. And I think that that's what a VA does as well. A good VA helps you be the business owner that you're destined to be um, because it just really, they show up and they're doing the things to let you shine. And I, just a couple of weeks ago, I spoke at um, the Southeast Asia, it was um, ASA, ASA. Um, so admin and secretary association, there was 300 people from all across um, secretaries and admins from all across Southeast Asia. And like, they, they were also saying the same thing. Like we help, we help the businesses shine. Like we're the glue that holds it together. We're the ones who, and that's what a VA does. Like they are that person for you. And I think so that way you can be the best version of you. And I think that that's very, yeah, I think that that's really powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what a partnership is all about. We partner with our executives to not only anticipate their needs and figure those things out before they even know they need them, but we just kind of work with them through the things that they're going through and know that they're, uh, as a partner of theirs, they know that they're not alone in dealing with these things. They have someone right next to them that they can hand things off to, that they can even, you know, share things with that they can't share with anyone else in the company because, you know, they're the boss and these are company <laughs> uh, proprietary things and not everyone needs to know. But as their VA, you become their confidant. You become their sounding board. You're there with them to for them to bounce ideas off of. So it's not like you're just, uh, you know, doing you know, a, a, just a doer, but you're an actual partner in helping them find solutions to things. You do research, you give them the information that they don't already have readily available to them to help them, you know, make better decisions or to give them the backup that they need to fuel the decision that they're making. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I think it's important to say though, because I think a lot of people just assume like, I think the old school version of a VA or of an assistant, oh, they're just an assistant. They're just, mm -hmm. they're just another, like it's, they're a peon, nobody that's important. I beg to differ because a good VA, a good assistant is so important for growth. And there are such things as bad ones. I, I you know, Lynn and I have had a multitude just of a few frogs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like, and, and it's not necessarily that they were even a bad VA. It's just, they weren't a right fit. Correct. Right what you needed. And when you find that person who is golden, you hold on to them because they absolutely up-level your productivity and get you going where you need to go. And it's, it's an incredible relationship when you find the right one and you work together well. Yeah. Absolutely. I think we need to plug our lead VA, Lizzie, right now. Lizzie, if you're listening, youthebomb.com. <laughs> Never leave us, Lizzie. Never leave. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. And as an assistant, that is, it's so critical. The relationship between the executives and the assistants is 
like none other. And, and in the past, when I was working in corporate, it's like we had uh, my executive was like my uh, work husband and I was the work wife. <laughs> and we had a relationship with the spouses and, and helped to remind them of birthdays and anniversaries and bought gifts and, and all kinds of things just to, to uh, because we were partners. That's what we did. And and our, our executives were our, our people, you know, and we looked out for them and they looked out for us and and we protected their calendars and and kept them, you know, even protected them from some themselves sometimes because they would say, well, schedule this and schedule this and schedule this and schedule that. And we'd look at the calendar and we're like, um, schedule it where, sir? <laughs> you are all booked. You need time to eat. You need time to take a break. You know, bio breaks are important, blah, blah, blah whatever that could look like, but that relationship is so critical and it's so valuable and it is so um, uh, rewarding when you do find someone who, that that you guys are like a hand in glove together, you know, working together to make stuff happen. Absolutely. So if you could leave the audience with one last nugget of information that they need to know about what it's like to have a VA, what it's like to hire one, where they, why they might need one, what can you tell our audience? Um, I think I'll end by sharing a real life story. And that is a, a real life client experience. We had a client who came to us who was a solopreneur, very successful business, um, maybe grossing a half million dollars a year. Um, so still, uh, uh, but but doing it by herself, like bootstrap this business by herself to a half million dollars um, a year. And she was doing everything herself. She was doing all the payroll, scheduling all the meetings, getting all the new sales, bringing on all the new clients, training all the people, showing them what to do. She was doing every single thing herself. And then I reached out to her because we had a relationship from before she didn't, uh, before I started the business. And so I introduced myself, reintroduced myself to her and said, hey, this is what I'm doing now. We work together back here, you know, with this company. And now I own this virtual assistant service. And, you know, let me know if you know anybody who needs anything. And she said, hmm, I might need somebody. Let's have a conversation. So we had a conversation. We decided to do business together. And within a week of her handing over to us the things that needed to get done that were keeping her from... Um, getting proper rest, <laughs> um, she said, oh my gosh, I could just cry right now. I have been doing everything for so long all by myself. I did not realize how good life could be if I didn't have to do everything myself. I'm so glad that we're doing business together. I'm so glad you're able to take this off my plate and I don't have to worry about it. And to get this job done, all I had to do was click a button. Whereas before I was doing all the work and she just could not thank us enough. And tears were welling up in her eyes as she was saying this to me, that she was finally seeing that her life did not have to be overwhelming. She could have some freedom and joy and peace and fun with her business if she just let go of some things and she did and now it's amazing and and we're doing great and she's doing great that's the most important thing she's doing great me too uh, i love that it's really okay everyone to take a break <laughs> and be yeah. a better person i say this what i should just say to myself it's really okay amanda if you want to take a break <laughs> and take the day off it's really okay it's okay i promise it's okay <laughs>
Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. We feel like I want to hire you. <laughs> we need six assistants. We need to start next week. <laughs> I love I it. Save the week, and then they can all take the day, Sunday off. <laughs> Don't worry, Lizzie. We're not replacing you. No, <laughs> ever, no. ever. You're not going ever. anywhere. <laughs> I think all my contact details are going to be in the show notes, um, uh, www.executivehelpnow.org is our website. I'm on all the socials. We're on all the socials. Um, we also have a freebie. If somebody is kind of wondering, am I ready? I don't know if I'm ready for a VA. How do I know if I'm ready? And if they text VA now to one eight six six nine four three three five nine one. They'll get a freebie little brochure, uh, a handout, a guide to help them decide whether or not now is the right time for them to bring on a VA. We'll put that. I love that. Notes. Yeah, that will definitely be in the show notes. All of your information, all of your links will be linked in the show notes. So if you are wondering where those are, they and you're listening somewhere randomly, and those are available on the pursuitofbadassery.com slash podcast. And you'll be able to find all that information there with Renee's picture. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Renee, so much. Well, thank you, Lynn. Thank you, Amanda. This has been so fantastic. I truly appreciate all you all are doing uh, with your Pursuit of Badassery books. Uh, the original, which was a total page turner, could not put it down. So good. And then the second one that you came out with, uh, The Pursuit of Badassery in Sales just as good. I have that one on Audible and love it. And I've gone through it a couple times. So thank you all for everything you guys are doing to help us business owners be our absolute best. Thank you. Thank you. We could do it without you guys. That's right. That's right. So if you like this, or if you know somebody who's sitting on the fence of getting a VA or could use some time and sanity back in their lives, away from their business, uh, go ahead and uh, send them this podcast, send them the text message for the handout for, from Renee, and just hit the subscribe button, share this, leave us a comment, you know the drill. We love hearing from you. Absolutely. And as always, get after it. All right, everyone. It's not enough to just listen. Now you've got to put it into action. We are so excited to see what you do next. If you enjoyed our show, please leave us a review on iTunes. And to find out more about what we're doing, visit us at thepursuitofbadassery.com.